After all, he's been good to us, and we ought to be able to exalt his holy and righteous name. The Lord is good, and he's worthy of our best praise. We applaud him, uh, uh, and we give him glory because he has been better to us than we've been to ourselves. And we thank him for giving us permission to gather in his sanctuary one more time. Oh, give the Lord a hand. Bless his name. Amen. Uh, you may be seated uh, in the presence of the Lord, and we certainly want to applaud uh, the angel of this branch of Zion and uh, uh, Sister Jackson. I say that as his wife, but she's a preacher too. Amen. And so should pastor of this church. And we ought to praise the Lord for, for 20 years of ministry. God is good. Oh, let's bless the Lord for this man and this woman of God. Both of them have been partnering to do great work in this portion of the mortal vineyard. And I want to say to uh, Pastor Jackson, after that presentation, I was looking for the nearest exit to see how I could get out of here. Amen. But my, my uh, legs would not allow me because they had gotten too weak to even stand up. But we thank him for being so generous and so kind in his presentation uh, to the presiding personality. And he is so eloquent in uh, his way of carrying on as worship leader. We just call him Mac. Amen. And we thank God for Elder Jackson. And we just praise the Lord uh, for he has a way of uh, conducting business and letting you know that he's about the Lord's business. Amen. And um, I received a letter from, from Mac to show you how, see he's laughing now, you know I'm going to tell on you. Amen. And, and the letter said that uh, we're going to start at 7, the preacher going to be up at 7.30, and we're going to be ready to go at 8.30. Amen. I said, now, what kind of letter is this? He's squeezing me in, eh? But, but you ought to know better than to give a preacher a microphone. Can I get a witness? God is good. And y'all pray with me and, and pray for us as we are here uh, to uh, celebrate uh, uh, the 53-year tenure of ministry of the church and the 20-year ministry of pastor and first lady. Isn't God good? Amen. Allow me, if you would, uh, to mention that Sister Scott is here. We're going to ask that she would stand so that you can recognize her presence. Amen. Also, our firstborn, uh, Mina, is here, and she's holding our great-grand. Carson. I'm going to ask if they would stand. See that pretty little thing over there? Amen. And, uh, certainly, uh, we are so uh, delighted uh, for our deacon's chair at First Nazareth being present, uh, Deacon Lorenza Breedlove. Amen. And 
I was trying to see you. I, I don't think he's here. Amen. As all of the deacons at both churches, Mount Moriah and First Nazareth, if you would stand, we are grateful to God for your presence. Isn't God good? Amen. We have a couple of uh, our associate ministers present as well. I'm going to ask that they would stand so that you could see them, and, and we are delighted. God is good, and that's all of uh, First Nazareth, the Mount Moriah people would stand so that, uh, uh, that we can show how much we love Pastor Jackson and Sister Jackson and Bible Way. Amen. God is good. We thank God uh, for their coming to share um, on this evening, and certainly we are grateful for the kinship and relationship that we have been able to have over the years, and and we believe that that's the way it ought to be. Churches don't uh, uh, have to um, uh, be in competition with one another. We can be in cooperation with each other. Because guess what? There are enough lost souls in this area that churches can't hold them. Amen. And we ought to be busy about uh, doing the business of the Lord's church. And I, I tell uh, my congregation that I want all churches to do well. Can I get a witness? I, 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 I don't think that we ought to wish ill on any church. We ought to want to see every church prosper because that's what it means to be members of the body of Christ. We are in this thing together. Amen. And let me just mention that Sister Miller is, is, is my personal cheerleader. And she doesn't care where she is, she's going to holler out. because. It, so if you are in earshot of her, she might burst your eardrums. But thank you, Sister Miller. We love you, too. God is good. Amen. May we bow together in prayer. God, in the sweet and wonderful name of Jesus, we thank you for giving us the opportunity and privilege to stand behind the sacred desk and say a word on your behalf now again as we normally do we request that you will give permission to the real preacher to come and take control of the next few fleeting moments move me out of the way and have your way and god we promise that we will give you all the glory all the honor and the praise because it rightly and rightfully belongs to you it is in the sweet and wonderful name of jesus that we pray hallelujah Amen, amen, amen. I need the oil. I need the Oh, bless his name. I believe we came to worship him. Let the church say yes. 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 
Excuse me for that additional. I needed to get a little more comfortable. Amen. And, and uh, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Uh, in the second book of Kings, chapter number two, I make no apologies. I'm going to read seven verses of scripture, uh, verses eight through 15. And I shall read the message Bible translation of that segment of Holy Writ, 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 8 through 15 in the Message Bible reads this way. Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and hit the water with it. The river divided, and the two men walked through on dry land. When they reached the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, what can I do for you before I'm taken from you? Ask anything. Elisha said, your life repeated in my life. I want to be a holy man just like you. That's a hard one, said Elijah. But if you're watching when I'm taken from you, you'll get what you've asked for, but only if you are watching. And it so happened they were walking along and talking. Suddenly a chariot and horses of fire came between them and Elijah went up in a whirlwind to heaven. Elisha saw it all and shouted, My father, my father, you the chariot and cavalry of Israel. When he could no longer see anything, he grabbed his robe and ripped it to pieces. Then he picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him, returned to the shore of the Jordan and stood there. He took Elijah's cloak, all that was left of Elijah, and hit the river with it, saying, Now where is the God of Elijah? Where is he? Then he struck the water. The river divided, and Elisha walked through. The guild of prophets from Jericho saw the whole thing from where they were standing. They said the spirit of Elijah lives in Elisha. They welcomed and honored him. The Lord has given me the subject to preach. God has you covered. God has you covered. Uh, he said I might get some folk to just be looking at me so I can use a subtopic. He didn't bring you this far just to leave you. We need your prayers. 
the Lord has brought us to this current uh, juncture in history and to this present period uh, of worship just to remind us that it is a mighty good time to praise his holy name. When we look at what has been done and how the Lord has blessed this pastoral ministry to be as effective, efficient, and effervescent as it is, this great, grand, and good God that we serve didn't mind letting us know that he has decided to pay a special visitation by way of his Holy Ghost power just to keep us in tune with and attuned to how appropriate it is to applaud him, to exalt him and to give him all of the glory and allow me to make this disclaimer if you would that if there are those present who came just to spectate the Lord told me to tell you that you came for the wrong reason and you came to do the wrong thing for you see this is no time to spectate but what you ought to do is to celebrate participate anticipate and activate yourself in acknowledging how God has shown favor not only to this man, not only to his family, not only to this church, not only to the body of believers at large, and not only to the political region around us, but also to the world and even beyond. You see, God will remind us of the fact that in spite of his lofty position of being God of this universe and all of the universes that exist, in spite of how the angels of immortal glory tend to him and are actively engaged in giving him constant praise and continuous reverence, and in spite of how his responsibilities are tremendous and how he has to keep an attentive eye on the affairs of everything and, and even the least little thing. He wants us to see this time as acknowledgement of how 20 years ago he took special notice of everything that was going on and for a time such as this he had it on the agenda for this preacher pastor to ascend as angel of this branch of Zion. It wasn't an accident, nor was it a coincidence, nor was it by happenstance, but it was by divine providence that things happened the way that they did. That's why 20 years later we can see the evidence that verifies that God is in the business. And 20 years ago the transferal of the cloak of covering really did take place. And that's why the Lord sent me here uh, to preach with the subject, God has you covered with the supportive subtopic that he didn't bring you this far just uh, to leave you. Somebody ought to be giving God some glory right now because you know that when God has you covered, the world can't do you no harm. That when God has you covered, your enemies got to leave you alone. That when God has you covered, no weapon that is formed against you shall be able to prosper. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh to thee. Somebody ought to praise his name because you know you, when you have the Lord on your side, you have more celebrators than you have haters, more friends than enemies, more allies than evil eyes, more going for you than you have going against you, and a heaven in your view in spite of the hellhounds that are on your trail. That's why instead of just spectating, we ought to be celebrating of how God is in the business. 
and he has already shown that he has uh, uh, his prophet pastor really covered. Well, maybe a mentioning of what the Bible says about who the pastor is and what he means to you as a member of the household of faith might help to get someone out of the spectating mode and put you in the celebrating mood. For instance, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, lets us know that the pastor is divinely appointed to watch over your soul, and he's going to have to answer to God for it. Acts chapter 20, uh, verse number 28, informs us that the pastor is the human individual responsible before God for the spiritual welfare of the church. Jeremiah 23, verse number 4, lets us know that not only does the pastor feed your spiritual food, but he fortifies your faith, encourages your heart, bolsters your trust, and steadies your mind by reminding you that God will take care of you. And Isaiah chapter 21, verse number 11 tells us that the pastor warns of looming danger, but also keeps you focused on the power of God by telling you that in spite of how dark it gets, there is a bright side somewhere. And when you have a God sent, divinely anointed and appointed, spirit led, Jesus fed, Holy Ghost filled and fire baptized pastor, that's enough in and of itself to shift you into the specter of celebrating mood. You ought not require the urging of cooling gang and the gang to say, we're going to have a good time tonight. Come on, let's celebrate. But just the mere fact of who your pastor is, what he represents, and who it is that sent him ought to put your soul on fire and put you in a celebratory. I know that God is good mood that ignites a shout in your spirit. Somebody ought to point to Pastor Jackson and say, Pastor, God has you covered. And he didn't bring you this far uh, just to leave you. And can I tell somebody why you ought to be celebrating? You ought to be celebrating because you know that as God blesses Pastor, you're going to benefit from what I call fallout blessings. Those are the ones that don't have to hit you directly, but come from the fallout of the direct hit that God gives somebody that might be around you. And I'm sure you've always heard it said that when God blesses your neighbor, what that means he's in the neighborhood. And therefore, you ought not be hating, but you ought to be celebrating. Because what that means is your blessing is closer than you think. You could be next. So don't hate. Yeah. Celebrate. Don't spec. I'm beginning to feel a little better now. Uh, activate your praise because it still holds true that when the praises go up, I thought I had me a church in here. The blessings will come down. Well, the way that the Lord wants to uh, put us in the celebratory mood uh, that is spurred on by the way he is blessing this pastor and church uh, is by having us to look at an episode in history when the transferal of prophetic leadership was taking place. From Elijah to Elisha, uh, God was going to make it clear that when he covers you, your ministry will be blessed and you will be a blessing to others uh, just as well. And as you already know, Elijah, Elisha uh, was the understudy of Elijah. 
And, and he respectfully waited until God gave him the opportunity uh, to step in where God had already placed Elijah, realizing that you can't gain by trying to get ahead of God. And that when you wait on the Lord and let the Lord have his way, that success will come your way and victory will be yours. Elijah just waited for his turn. And although there will come some challenges uh, uh, along the way, it will get rough every now and then. God has a way. I thought I had me a church in here of working things out and making things to come together for your good. That's why as a reward for his patience, the appointed time for his appointment was now making his transition to fruition uh, and had become uh, the immediate item on the, the agenda. Allow me to mention that walking along with Elijah as an understudy had given Elisha the privilege of, of seeing how awesome God really is and how it pays to have the Lord on your side. And now the time was coming for him to take that which he had learned in the classroom in preparation and to use it in the workplace for application. However, before he could do it, God had one final lesson for Elisha to learn. That's why as he and Elijah were walking along, Elijah pulled the cloak that was covering him off of him and folded it in order to use it as an instrument of God's wonder-working power. Uh, he touched the Jordan River with the cloak that had been covering him. And an amazing thing took place right before Elisha's eyes. The Jordan River stopped running in an instant, uh, in an instant that was faster uh, than any human measurement of time can specify. Almost as if two solid invisible walls were constructed. The water was contained on both sides. But not only that, by some miraculous supernatural out of nowhere, but we know where it came from, power. The bottom of the river was so prepared that the Bible says that Elijah and Elisha walked on dry ground. Somebody ought to say he's a way maker. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. Can I get a witness? Well, once they made it to the other side, Elijah uh, told Elijah, my time is up now. And it's going to be your turn to carry on. Before, but before I, I, I go, you can ask me whatever you will. And in the language of the King James Version, Elijah said, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. I've seen you in action. And man, you have done some tremendously awesome things for the Lord. You called down fire from heaven. You outran the king's chariot that was being pulled by the fastest stallions. God used you to show the widow how God could make a little bit of meal in a barrel keep on going. And how a little oil in the bottle will keep on flowing. And then you brought a dead boy back to life. I don't just want what you got, but I want double of what you got. I want twice as much, two times of what you have. You see, I've seen how God has gotten the glory out of your life. And I know he can do exceeding 
abundantly above all that I can ask or think. I'm convinced that he could put me in the overflow, that he could give me immeasurable increase, and that I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. The good thing that God has in store for them that love him, and I love the Lord. You don't love God? What's wrong with you? Can I get a witness in here? I, I, I want a double portion. And, and, and as, as you heard in the reading of the text, Elijah said, what you are asking is a hard thing, but nothing is too hard for God. God can do anything he wants to do. But we got to be willing to let the Lord have his way. In other words, Elijah said, I can't do it, but God can. And if you are looking, if, if you are in position to see, if, if God allows you to behold it, then what that means is that he is giving you permission to get what you have asked for. Uh, Y'all have to excuse me, uh, but I got to get off the paper and tell somebody you've been asking God for something for a mighty long time. Don't stop praying. Don't stop asking. Don't stop believing. Just claim it. Wait on the Lord. God will. I thought I had me a believing church in here. Well, 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 before Elijah could say, swing low, sweet chariot coming forth to carry me home. The Bible said, Behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them asunder and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. But the peculiar thing is that as Elijah went up, the cloak that was covering him fell down. Somebody ought to say that was no accident. God meant for that thing to fall down. You see, when the, the cloak fell off, that gave God the opportunity to have Elisha uh, to put it on. And when Elisha put it on, he went back to the Jordan River using the same cloak that had covered Elijah. He struck the Jordan River. And as I used my sanctified imagination, when he asked, now where is the God of Elijah? Uh, 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 the oxygen asked uh, uh, two of the hydrogen, did you feel something? Yeah, it's somebody else up there. But it's the same power. So since it's the same power, we have to be obedient can I get a witness in here? Yeah, you see, you see, uh, Elisha realized that the power wasn't in the cloak, but the power was in the God of the cloak. And to put it another way, it wasn't so much that the cloak was the empowering covering on Elijah, but it was the fact that God was covering him. And Elijah realizing where the power really came from. Said, I'm using the cloak, but I need the Lord to do his thing. He needs to make a way. He needs to open this thing up. He needs to work this thing out. He needs to fix it right now. And sure enough said, God said, I got you covered. 
Just like he did it for Elijah, God did it for Elisha. He parted the waters. He opened things up. He made a way. He paved the bottom so that Elisha could cross over on dry ground. That's how come I came by to tell Pastor Jackson, Sister Jackson, and Bible way. God has you covered. Somebody ought to praise him. Well, excuse me now. I, I, I need to mention a few things that the Lord uh, uh, allowed me to gain as a byproduct of the text. And it's not just for the pastor and Bible way, but also for those that, uh, that are members of the Lord's church. You see, when you get on the Lord's side, it is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do the, he'll do, he'll do the, he'll do the, he'll do the, he'll do the same thing. I, I was waiting for you to hook up with me. And that will lead me uh, to the first thing that the Lord would have me to mention tonight. And that is that what God gives you will open up some stuff for you. Y'all got to help me in here. And, uh, but you have to remember that it's really God opening things up. And what he wants us to gain from that, even though the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse number 16, that a man's gift maketh room for him and bringeth him before great men without the law. I don't care how much of a gift somebody has, things won't work out as well as they have potential to do. That's why the attitude has to always be as that of Psalm 118, verse 23. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. And, 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 and I ought to get some witnesses here when I say that it's God that opens things up for you. It's God who gives you the hookup. It's God who makes the hookup the hookup to what you need to be hooked up. Or to put it plainly, it's God who works that thing out. The song verse says as well, it says, without God, I can do nothing. Without God, I will surely fail. Without God, my life would be empty, just like a ship without a sail. Without the pointing out what God gives you will open some things up for you. The spirit of the living God told me to also mention that what God gives you will get you through some things. Can I get a witness? It'll get you through some impossible predicaments. It will get you through some hard and trying times. It will get you through some rough situations. It'll get you through some extremely difficult seasons. It'll get you through some things that you aren't supposed to get through. God will get you through. Can I borrow the song and say, have you any rivers that seem uncrossable? Have you any mountains that you just can't tunnel through? Remember, God specializes in things impossible. And he can do what no other power can do. Or somebody ought to look back over your life and think about some of that stuff that you thought was going to do you in. But God worked that thing out for you. Hallelujah in here. Well, there's one more thing that the Lord wanted me to mention. And it's a personal thing. For Pastor Daryl Jackson, and that is you are here because the Lord put you here. Way before time got started, God looked down through the annals of time 
and put on the calendar that 20 years ago, Daryl Jackson Sr., son of Bishop Andrew Charles Jackson and Janet Lumpkin Jackson, husband of Willie Mae Rooks Jackson, father of Daryl Jr. and Antoine Joseph, and eventual grandfather of Kimbriel Janae Jackson, would put on the cloak uh, as pastor of Bible Way Church uh, of Atlas Road. And just like God saw in Elijah what he needed to see uh, so that he could have him covered uh, by the cloak of Elijah, God saw in Daryl Jackson Sr. what he needed to see in order to put a covering over his life. And I stop by to remind you uh, that you are here because the Lord puts you here. I don't care what anybody else says. It was the Lord who put you here. And he wouldn't put you here if it didn't mean to keep you here. And he wouldn't keep you here if he didn't mean to use you while you are here. And he wouldn't use you like he has if he didn't have a covering over your life. Like Nicodemus told the Lord Jesus, no man can do what you do except God be with him. I stopped by to just to remind you that the Lord put you here. Can I get a witness? And not only did he put you here, but he has a covering over your life. And what that means, uh, that not only does he have a covering over your life, uh, but he didn't bring you this far just to leave you. It may get hard sometimes. It may get rough every now and then. It may become a little discouraging along the way because some folk that you think are for you may be really against you and stabbing you in your back. But that's all right. I came to encourage you to hang on in there. And he didn't bring you this far just to leave you. Can I put some Bible on it? I heard the Bible say uh, in Philippians chapter 1 uh, verse number 6 uh, being confident of this very thing uh, that he which hath begun a good work in you uh, will perform it uh, until the day of Jesus Christ uh, then I heard uh, uh, the Bible say uh, in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5 verse number 24 faithful is he that calleth you uh, who also will do it. Can I get a witness? And somebody already knows that God will finish whatever he starts. God will do everything that he says he's going to do. And I'm here to tell you that God will see you through. God will take care of you. No wonder the psalmist said in Psalm 138, the Lord will perfect that which concerneth me because when you know and you know that you know that the Lord is on your side all you got to do is turn it over to the Lord 
and wait on him and God will I declare God will make everything work together for your good can I get a witness I need to tell somebody who may be going through something right now just put your trust in the Lord I've come a long way on my journey and every time I turn things over to him I found out that the Lord knows just what to do he knows when to show up and he will never disappoint you never will he let you down but the Lord will come to see about you won't he do it somebody knows that he will he'll step right in right on time I heard the hymn writer say I've seen the lightning flashing I've heard the thunder roll I've felt sin break of dashing which tried to conquer my soul but I heard the voice of my Savior he bid me still fight on he promised never to leave me never to leave me alone can I tell you, Pastor, when somebody stabs you in your back, you to tell them I'm going to put you in the Lord's hand because I'm not alone. No, never alone. Tell your haters, no, never alone. Tell your criticizers, no, never alone. I'm not in this thing by myself, but I got God all over me. I got the Father covering me, the Son leading me, and the Holy Ghost behind me. And God will take care of me. Can I tell somebody, hang on in there, put your trust in the Lord. And God will, God will, God will. Won't he do it? God will take care of you. Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. God will. Come on, give God a praise. Touch your neighbor and say, he'll see you through it. He'll see you through it. Tell him, God got me covered. Amen. What an awesome word from God as we stand. Maybe there's somebody, our praise team is going to come.